Welcome to Epileptic Rants. My name's Lucas. If this is your first time tuning in, welcome. If you're returning, welcome back. All I'm going to do is get on here and rant. How is everyone doing today? I hope you consider yourself blessed. I know I do. I was able to wake up and put my knees on the ground and thank the Lord for life. Every day I can do that, I consider a blessed day. Me, I feel good today. I'm just learning how to live alone again. This is definitely something new. It's just me and the cat. I don't really think it's going to be as hard as what I thought it was going to be. The only thing I really worry about is having the seizures. Being alone is not a problem. I can handle that. I've got enough entertainment just from internet and Netflix and, you know, things such as that. Definitely to keep me occupied. But it's just having those seizures alone and just wondering, you know, what happened and waking up and having that ambulance come and going through the same routine. I just googled percentage of people with epilepsy who live alone and it says that one in five people with epilepsy live alone. That's not a really bad number I guess. The short article actually reads one out of five people living with epilepsy lives alone according to the Epilepsy Foundation. This is welcome news for people who want to live independently. Even if there is a risk of seizure, you can build a daily routine on your terms. There's that word again. Routine. That's the big thing with epilepsy, is keeping a routine. Know what to do, when to do it, what day you do certain things on. That way, it's really not hard to get confused about things. Me, I tend to get confused rather easily. And I forget a lot of things rather easily. So I end up writing a lot of stuff down. The sad thing there is, when I write it down, I forget where I put it. Me, personally, I don't have much of a routine. I get up every day. I say my prayers. I feed my cat, I try to get something to eat, and then I do a podcast every day, well six days a week anyway, because there's really nothing else to do. This is my only outlet, and this is my journal. They told me to keep a journal, and this is the best way I know to keep one. This has been the only way I can successfully keep one. I like doing it. It gives me something to do. People are listening. So for today's podcast, I'm going to read this article. Five steps to take if you live alone with epilepsy. One out of five people living with epilepsy lives alone, according to the Epilepsy Foundation. 
This is welcome news for people who want to live independently, even if there is a risk of seizure. You can build a daily routine on your terms. There are several steps you can take to prepare your loved ones in case you have a seizure. You can also modify your living space to increase your level of safety if you do have a seizure when alone. Since epilepsy is a lifelong condition, lifestyle changes can also improve your overall health and reduce exposure to seizure triggers. Step 1. Have a seizure response plan. A seizure response plan helps those around you know what to do. You can follow a form like the one provided by the Epilepsy Foundation. This helps the community of people in your life understand what your seizures typically look like. It gives important tips such as how to position your body if necessary and when to call for help. Your seizure response plan can be used by anyone who knows where it is. You may carry a plan with you, post it on your fridge, or give it to loved ones. If someone finds you during a seizure, they can use the information to provide care. That may include calling your doctor or 911. When you filled out the seizure response plan, you should have it checked by your doctor. They may have additional points to include on the plan to better ensure your safety. Well, that's one thing I don't have is a seizure response plan, but there's a link to one and I'll probably click it and print it out and get it ready to post on my fridge when I move. Or I'll just come back and, no, I, I won't even say that because I'll forget to. I need to go ahead and print it out. Step two, prepare your living area. Small changes in your home environment can greatly reduce the risk of physical injury during a seizure. Place padding on sharp corners. Fall-proof your space by getting rid of anything that may cause you to trip. No slip carpets may help. Consider having grab bars installed in your bathrooms to prevent falls. Use of non-slip bath mats with a cushion may prevent injuries due to a seizure in the bathroom. Use a shower chair in the shower and take only showers, not baths. Keep doors closed to prevent wandering outside during a seizure. You may want to keep doors unlocked so someone can reach you or give a neighbor a key. There are other ways to protect yourself. Take the elevator instead of stairs to reduce falling risk. Use the back burners on the stove to prevent pots from falling. Block off areas of potential hazards like fireplaces or entrances to pools where you may fall in. I probably won't install any grab bars in a shower, but I might put a slip mat or something like that in there. But I probably will give someone a key to my apartment, just in case. Number three, know your triggers. Seizure activity varies a lot between individuals. Many people can connect their seizure experience to a specific event. This is valuable information because you can reduce your chance of having a seizure if you can avoid your triggers. For example, the following can act as triggers. Stress, alcohol or drug use, lack of sleep, 
fever, time of day, low blood sugar, or menstrual cycle. By understanding your triggers, you can better prepare for your own safety while living alone. Taking steps to reduce your stress, like getting regular exercise, may reduce your chances of having a seizure. In addition, when you let loved ones know your triggers, they're better able to help. They can check in on you when necessary. I personally think my triggers are stress and blood sugar. So, I definitely try to keep those under control. Number four, make lifestyle changes. Paying attention to your overall health can go a long way to reducing seizure activity. The Mayo Clinic recommends getting adequate sleep, nutrition, and exercise. If you're taking medication, continuing to do so as prescribed can help you stay safe. Try to work and stay engaged with your community. You may not be allowed to drive. If this is the case, you can use the public transit to go to activities. Wearing an emergency bracelet can let those around you know what's happening if you experience a seizure in public. Some people living with epilepsy work from home. Consider this as an option if you're finding it a challenge to reduce seizure activity. At the same time, it's important not to become too isolated. An epilepsy support group can help you find emotional connection. These positive steps should reduce your overall stress and, by extension, may reduce the risk of a seizure. Well, one thing I did do was I bought an emergency bracelet. So, if nothing else, I've done that. But one thing I'm afraid of is, whenever I move, that I'm going to be more or less isolated. I'm going to spend a lot of time alone. I'm not going to be very social. I will go to church, but I just don't think I'll end up leaving the house to socialize that much. But that's okay with me because as I've gotten older, I found myself to be rather introverted as it is. Number five, install an alarm or emergency device. Wearing a medic alert bracelet helps you get assistance while outside the home, but when you're alone, you may need to ask for help in other ways. Consider buying a commercial alarm device or subscribing to an emergency response system. This way, you may be able to call for help during a seizure. Many people experience worry over having a seizure while alone, especially ones that causes injury. In addition to alarm systems, some people have a routine where a neighbor or family member calls every day. They may also know to look for signs that something has happened. This can include drawn blinds or curtains that are normally open. Well, this is my porch light or my drawn blind is my podcast. If I'm feeling okay, I put out a podcast. If I don't put one out, you know I'm not feeling good. There's definitely one coming out as long as I'm feeling well. The Takeaway People living with epilepsy often value their independence. To keep that independence, take steps to stay safe in your home. Remove hazards from the living space to reduce the risk of injury. 
consider having an alert system that makes it possible to call for help after a seizure. By communicating with neighbors, friends, and family, you can ensure that you have support from your loved ones and community. By taking care of your overall well-being and making lifestyle changes to lower the risk of seizure, you can live safely and independently with epilepsy. Well, I've definitely got some work to do, but if nothing else, I'm going to have to live alone. The next seizure I'm afraid of. That's my rant for today. Sorry for no good news and no celebrity birthdays, but I just thank you for tuning in and stopping by. If you want to, go check out my blog over at justarant.club. That's justarant.club. I try to post different content over there. I'm not that regular over there. Again, I say thanks for tuning in and may the Lord bless you.